title of the message is The Spirit of Grace. The Spirit of Grace. You know, some people think that grace is undeserved favor. That's what people often say. But what does the Bible say about grace? The primary use of the word grace in the New Testament is power. For I am not ashamed of the power, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, Romans 1.16. It is the power of God for salvation. So grace is God's power towards the undeserving. Hallelujah. And in Hebrews 10.29, Paul describes the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of grace. When the Holy Spirit comes, there is grace. You ready to go deeper? You want to stay on the surface or you want to go deeper? Grace is the atmosphere around Jesus. Grace is the atmosphere. When he comes among us, there is grace. People say, sometimes say things like, I've been a terrible person, I don't deserve to be healed. There is grace in the presence of Jesus to the undeserving. God will heal you no matter what you've done. It doesn't depend on you being good. You don't have to earn your healing. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ shed his blood. That was grace. He died for you to be healed before you were born, knowing that you would be born a sinner, unable to help yourself. That's grace. He came to bring grace. John 1.14, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Oh, let's go. Let's just go along that that lane for a little bit. Full of grace and truth. There is no grace without truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The truth is that we all need redemption. We were all born sinners. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. That's the truth. And grace comes to the repentant. Grace can be multiplied in your life. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Grace, power, can be multiplied in your life. Do you understand what grace is? The fact that you breathe is grace. Everything in our life is by God's grace. That grace can be multiplied. You know, when the devil attacks... 
He'll hinder everything. Or try to. Hinder your finances, hinder your marriage, hinder your children, and so on and so forth. But when the spirit of grace comes, oh glory, oh glory. I don't know whether uh, Scott and Annette are here yet. They're driving 11 hours from West Palm Beach in Florida. And uh, uh, she was just telling me that her daughter, Suzanne, I was talking to them today. And let, let's just share that little testimony. Uh, the mom was very, very unwell, spiritually unwell. The Lord delivered her. And grace came upon the family. The mum's a school teacher, primary school teacher, public school, Florida. They're having revival in the classrooms. Kids are being delivered. They're being healed. They're being born again. They're drawing pictures of Jesus and angels. And this is... So I was talking to her and her daughter, Susanna, and Susanna scored in the top 1%. Is that right, sir? Of of 4.3 million people who did the test. She scored in the top 1%. Hallelujah. What's that? In the whole of the US. One, one of your tests that you have here. That is grace. Amen. That is grace. That grace can be multiplied in your life. Most people are aware, or many people are aware of what demons can do, of the trouble that they cause. You know, like I'm living from paycheck to paycheck, they're going to kick me out of my, my rental accommodation, my boss is going to fire me, I've got pains that you wouldn't believe, and on and on and on. But when the spirit of grace comes, whoa, hallelujah, you know, he'll begin to prosper your, your life. Second Peter 1, 2. I'm telling you the truth. Peace, grace and peace be multiplied to you. Turn to your neighbor and say, to you. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. In the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord, as his divine power, grace is power, as his divine power, Power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. This grace is sufficient for everything you need to live for Jesus Christ. Every demand that is upon you to live a godly life. Everything in life that you need. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ can be multiplied in your life. Romans 8.32 He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. He died on the cross. How? Everyone say, how? How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Everyone say, all things. And some of you are thinking, well, I don't, I don't know about all things. All things. Say it again. All things. 
the grace of God will give us all things through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I've been privileged to meet people with radical faith. Radical faith will give you radical grace. Amen. I met this lady, Sylvia, earlier this year in Brisbane, around January or something. And she had a tumor the size of a football. Massive. Gone. Gone. His grace. Incredible. 1 Peter 4.10 As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Let's look at that word manifold. It's not talking about cars, guys. Okay? The manifold grace of God literally in the Greek New Testament means something of many colors, a picture painted with many colors, a tapestry with many colors. When you come into this room, you come into the manifold grace of God. That grace heals children. That grace gives the homeless homes. That grace gives the unemployed work. That grace takes away pain. That grace breaks the power of addiction to drugs, pornography, whatever it is. That grace will transform your life. That grace is manifold. Manifold. Many, many different colors. Hallelujah. Many colors. Some of you have seen testimonies of healings or testimonies of deliverance and you think in terms of that's what God does. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I remember someone who had Alzheimer's disease or dementia and they were losing their memory. I'd never seen anyone healed ever of dementia, of memory loss. And this person didn't want prayer. But I prayed for three months. At the end of three months, that person was healed. I go, wow. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you, Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick person. Healed and saved. Soso means complete salvation. Thank you, Lord. In him, Ephesians 1, 7, we have in him, who's him? Jesus. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence. He made to abound towards us. You know, you're not drinking God's grace with a straw. He's flooding you. He's making it abound to you. You know, if we will just take hold of the promises of God by faith, his grace, his power would abound towards us. It's all possible 
Because Jesus Christ shed his blood at Calvary. The blood atoned for sin, cancelled sin, removed sin in the life of the believer, and it cancelled all the consequences of sin. Because we are now no longer under condemnation, but we are under grace. God is gracious towards us because he loves you. Some people think that God put this disease on me. God did this to me. God did that to me. Jesus Christ died on the cross to redeem you from these things. Redeem you from these things. God is merciful, compassionate, loving. That is his nature. And it is like the driving, the, the engine room of grace is his love. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he has loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, that means sin, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. That's my God. Amen. Praise God. Open your Bibles. Ask the Holy Spirit. Bring it alive, Lord. Bring it alive, Lord. Bring it alive. One of the greatest ways to be filled with the Holy Spirit is for the Holy Spirit to shine his light on this. When the light comes on this, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit, no doubt about it, because his word is spirit and life. When you believe this, grace will flow on your life. Hallelujah. So when God pours his grace upon you, Maybe your car. In Australia, we say that someone has a car that's a lemon. That means it's no good, okay? Your car is breaking down. And, so, and God just gifts you with a car. Why does he do that? Because his grace is for the redemption of your soul. When God, you know, this night, people being healed all over the place. When God heals you, why does he do it? It's for the redemption of your soul. Your soul is very precious before God. What can a man give for his soul? God is getting your attention. Why does he blow wind upon you? He's getting your attention. His grace is coming upon you. He wants your soul more than the devil wants it. The devil's out there to tempt you. But God wants to fill your soul with his Holy Spirit. He wants to cleanse your soul with the blood of Jesus. He wants to sanctify you, justify you, save you, and glorify you. Hallelujah. That means, what does glorify you mean? It means fill you with the glory. That means you're glorified. You're filled with the glory. He wants to pour it on your soul. 
and hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. God intently loves you. He delivers and heals and blesses to get your attention. Give me your soul. Come, follow Jesus. Come, follow me. Leave the love of this world. Come into a love for Jesus. Hallelujah. And you will walk in the Spirit. If you say, yes, Lord, you will begin to walk in the Spirit. You are seated in the heavenly places. You will begin to experience what it means to live and move and have your being in Him. Instead of living your life controlled by what's happening to you, you begin to live your life by the Word of God, by grace. Hallelujah. 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 You know, I give God all the glory. People sometimes will say to me, how do you do this, Mark? How do you travel around the world? Who's paying for it? You know, I was sitting on a, on a budget airline, Jetstar, and the lady beside me, she's like, she, you know, money is important to her, and she's like, well, how do you make money, Mark? And I said, well, I put my trust in God and he provides all my needs. Yeah, 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 I know all that. But the tablet, how did you buy that? <laughs> the life of grace is confusing to the unbeliever. Amen. The life of grace is confusing to the unbeliever. You can live a life of grace and people go, I don't get that. I don't understand that. How do you live like this? Hallelujah. By faith and not by sight. Turn to your neighbor and say, grace comes by faith and not by sight. So grace is for the salvation, the sanctification, the glorification of your soul. Romans 2.4 Do you despise the riches of his goodness, his forbearance, his long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God, that's his grace, the goodness of God leads you to what? Leads you to? Repentance. God's pouring out his grace upon us. For what? So you can repent. Hallelujah. What is repentance? Repentance is dying to self and living in Christ. For I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Your life becomes all about Jesus. All about Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. For by grace you have been saved through what? Faith. Grace comes upon our lives. God's power to heal, deliver, and save by faith. And that is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Hallelujah. What is this gift? You know, this grace, it's, it's a gift. It's a gift. 
You know, I, I did a I did did some meetings in in Australia, and someone came up to me and said, "Congratulations, Mark." They'd known me years before we we were doing this. I said, "No." I said, "This is what the Lord has done." Oh yeah, you know what I mean, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand all that, but congratulations, Mark. No. To him belongs all the glory. Because grace is a gift from heaven. Amen. Praise the Lord. Never forget from where you come. You know? Like I, I was just thinking about my daughter Sarah, you know, and um, we didn't have anyone to do the worship, and she hadn't done, been on the piano and singing for years. And we only had a thousand people on Zoom. And uh, I said, Sarah, can you do this? <laughs> and uh, so, but grace came upon her. She didn't sing like this before. And writing songs, she just re released an album, you know. I remember where I came from. I was dying of cancer. I'd lost everything. And, and I cried out to God, and God gave me grace. And it wasn't because I deserved it either. But he had mercy on me. Grace will come to you not because you deserve it, but because you believe. Amen? And God's grace is sufficient. You know, God is wiser than you are. God is stronger than you are. God knows everything, whereas you only know certain things. And your knowledge may not be very helpful. So often people come up to me and they go, you know, they have all their things listed. They're not allowed to do it, but they get the pen and they write all this stuff. And then the Holy Spirit will reveal the thing that they didn't put down and they get delivered of that and everything's taken care of. Look, God is wiser than you are. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm sorry, but God is wiser than you. He's stronger than you. So why don't you put your faith in him so he can release his grace upon your life? And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Hallelujah. Whatever you're going through, there is nothing Thing that you can go through that is not beyond God's ability and power to fix. His grace is sufficient for you. Turn to your neighbor and say, His grace will do it all. Trust Him. Amen. You know, everything that comes from heaven is by grace. And just recognize, recognize everything in your life is by grace and if it's by grace it's for the glory of God amen I was talking to someone recently and the person's in the room and he's he said oh that was luck <laughs> why would you want to glorify luck amen you know why, why would you want to glorify luck you know it's it's God's grace so give him the glory when you get that promotion and people congratulate you, point them to heaven. When you get that new car, people congratulate you, 
why don't you give him the glory? Never be ashamed of Jesus Christ with your family, with your friends. If you prayed for something, he answered your prayer, then make sure you give him the glory. Don't tell your family and friends, well, I went to the doctor and he gave me some good medication, blah, blah, blah. Give God the glory. And if the Lord uses the doctors, still give God the glory. Amen. He can use doctors or whoever. Praise God. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be glory forever. Amen. Romans 11.36. All your life, you know, even the small things, give him the glory and the praise. Give him the glory and the praise. Hallelujah. Shall we go a little bit deeper? I want to talk about, just finishing up, I want to talk about restraining grace. Restraining grace. God will hold people back from their evil intentions. When we're praying, God will restrain people. You know, it talks about the man of sin, the son of perdition, that which is Satan, or one of his demons, that he's being restrained until the time. God will restrain people from doing things. It's his grace. Think about that. So we read in Romans 1, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. In our society, who would believe what we're seeing in our society? That they suppress the truth. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his character, are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. <clears throat> because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, but nor were they thankful but became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. That's what we're seeing today. Therefore also God gave them up. So there can be a restraining grace, and then God says, enough is enough, and he removes his grace. You know, in the Old Testament, God in his mercy in his kindness, in his forbearance, held off judgment from, from his people, the Israelites, who were murdering their own children, sacrificing them to demons, worshipping Baal and Ashtaroth and all this sort of stuff. He held off. He sent his prophets, his grace, his grace. And then he said, enough is enough. And they were destroyed and taken into, into Babylon. Restraining grace. For this reason God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. 
And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventor of all evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. That's our society today. And God have mercy if he hands us over to their evil. May we pray that his restraining grace is upon us and that he gives us revival and that this nation and all the West who's practicing this stuff will repent of their sin, that grace upon grace may be poured out upon us. In the 1990s, I was a missionary in Paraguay. And the Lord gave me the scripture that God is near to the humble and contrite of heart. And the Lord showed me a coin. This is going back a long time. He said, revival or judgment. If the people will repent, I'll give them revival. But if not, I'll bring judgment. And so the Lord said to me, I've chosen judgment. I will dry this land up. They will have the worst drought in the history of Paraguay. One or two years later, it happened. Worst drought, 1999. People died, rivers dried up, starvation. But then, a group of people, I believe every day, went to the Mount of Kakupe, the Mount of Idolatry. And they prayed and fasted, I believe, for 12 years. And revival fell in Paraguay. The church had 10% growth as the Holy Spirit was poured out. Hallelujah. Grace was poured out because people prayed. We're believing for revival in the United States. Amen. Amen. So let's bow our heads in prayer. God's abounding grace is here to heal, deliver, and save. His grace is here towards the repentant, to those who turn from their sin. Some of you, there is a darkness in your life, a darkness of sin. And I invite you tonight to come to Jesus Christ, the righteous one, the holy one, and give him your sin, casting all your burdens upon him. Give him the burden of your sin that the grace of God may come to you.
because of his great mercy and love. So if there's sin in your life, sexual sin, what does the Bible say sexual sin is? It's any sexual activity outside of a husband and wife. If that's you, you need to repent. Any type of witchcraft, new age, occult, going to see spiritualists, yoga, acupuncture. You know, you look at the spiritual roots of all this stuff and you will find darkness. If you are doing things out of unbelief, even going to the doctor because you don't believe that Jesus will heal you, all unbelief is sin. If the Lord is directing you to go to the doctor, go to the doctor. But don't go because you don't believe in Jesus. Put your trust in him. All unbelief, anything other than faith, the Bible says, is sin. There are people here, you're worried about your finances, your money, and you're not trusting God. Tonight, repent. Put your faith in him. His grace is sufficient to provide for your every need. He is able. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, sins of the mouth, swearing, anger, sins of the heart, jealousy, lust, hatred, unforgiveness, resentment, I'll never talk to that person again, revenge. Come to Jesus. He is full of grace and mercy so right now just tell the Lord just do your own business with him tell the Lord what your sin is there's someone here you have a brother and you don't talk to him if you repent I believe that God will heal that relationship and bring great blessing to your brother I'm seeing someone you have an estranged wife you need to forgive 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 that woman forgive because I see that woman is hurting and needs the love of God just forgive doesn't matter what she's done just forgive just forgive as God has forgiven us let us also forgive amen amen praise God if you're re recommitting your life to Jesus if you're dedicating yourself to him if you're saying to him Lord I want to change Lord I'm coming back to you just give Jesus a wave tonight. Can you do that? Just give him a wave. Yes, Jesus, I'm coming back to you. Just give him a big wave. Thank you, Lord. Um, come on, just leave your hands up. I'm coming back to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Praise God. May the Lord pour out his abundant grace upon you. His manifold, many-colored grace be released upon you and upon those who are watching on YouTube and other channels. Praise the Lord. Oh.